1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise once again. I'd like to begin today with a quick quotation from a poem, one of my favorites from Robert Frost called The Tuft of Flowers. His closing lines are, Men work together, I told him from the heart, whether they work together or apart. I think that expresses a sentiment that we all experience today because we're not able to be together as much. Well, this morning we have a special treat in store for you. We're going to be talking with a gentleman who's a very famous local artist. He's not only a local artist, he's a nationally known artist. Mr. Brian Fox. So I'd like to say good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, welcome. And also with us this morning is Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I mentioned your name and your work in last week's show for our Veterans Day show, and I thought it would be a natural fit to have you in this week because of all of your work uh, with the Vietnam veterans and the Forgotten Heroes. Um, is it Forgotten Heroes, the, the series that you're working on? Yes. And um, you really need to check that out. It's it's absolutely phenomenal work about these uh, brave men and women uh, who uh, were in Vietnam. And uh, he also has been uh, working for years with a lot of celebrities in the sports and music um, fields. Uh, he's been commissioned by many people, including Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Steven Tyler, Mark Wahlberg. Um, so he's really uh, an amazing, as, as my father said, nationally known artist um, who's right in our back door. So you can actually view his studio and his gallery um, right in Fall River and right in Somerset. We'll get into more detail on that in a, in a minute. So, Brian, uh, your studio is called Brian Fox Studios, and you are at 1082 Davall Street in Fall River. That's where your studio is. But you also have art that's uh, sold at Riverside Art, correct? Correct. Yeah, they're in Somerset and um, other galleries, but the, the studio is in Fall River. That's my main shop. And right. Where, what's the location of the address? Uh, what's the address, Pete, for the place in Somerset? I've been there before several times. It's right on technically Route 6, but if you uh, want to put, punch it into your GPS, it's 1600 Grand Army of the Republic Highway in Somerset. And everybody's really friendly there. I picked up several pieces of, of Brian's. Um, and, and if you are someone who doesn't like to uh, go into stores still because of COVID, uh, you can have things shipped to you. Um, so they ship all over the country and all over the world. Yeah, I have those guys. I trust them uh, with everything I do, to be yep. honest with you. And it's not a, not so much as to, I just do. I mean, everything I send to these celebrities or all my clients, my high-end clients, they handle everything. Well, the first thing I'd like to mention is if anyone is interested in seeing some of Brian's work, you can also visit our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road because we have a number of pieces of art from Brian here, don't we, Pete? We do. I have uh, a number of uh, Pearl Jam and Chris Cornell um, prints that Brian has done. They're phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, they're from the Unplugged, well, the Pearl Jam ones at least are from the Unplugged um, show that they did in 1992, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they're just phenomenal. It, it, he brings people to life through his art, truly. It's, it's remarkable work. So um, he's on Instagram, he's on Facebook. You should check it out and, and be prepared to be wowed. And one of the most amazing pieces of art that I've ever seen is called Forgotten Heroes, and it's a 
portrait. I guess I'm not sure if it's called a portrait. What would you call it? Yeah, it could be classified as a portrait. Of uh, four veterans, four men in the jungle in Vietnam, and it just really states what Vietnam is all about. In fact, if there's anybody who served in Vietnam and you want to come to our office, I'd be happy to have a picture uh, posed in front of this uh, painting for you. It's a numbered edition. Uh, Brian, tell us about when this picture was first unveiled. We unveiled it, I think it was last November, if I can remember correctly, and we, it was the first time we publicly unveiled it. Prior to that, we well, was hired to make this painting, and then we unveiled it once at the studio, maybe a month before, just with the veterans and just with their families and everybody close to them. It was a private unveiling. And what was the purpose behind it, and how did it come about? I was uh, approached by uh, Joe Marshall and Justin Latini, who they headed up the committee for building the wall in Fall River. Which is called the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall Committee. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, they called me up out of the blue, and I'm like, Ed, we want, we're trying to raise money for this wall we're building in the city. And we were thinking, if we get you to do a painting, um, maybe we could, uh, you know, use that for visibility, but also raise funds. And the, the, the initial ideas they had were... Yeah, maybe if we have you paint a wall and have a helicopter flying this way and an airplane flying that way, and a, I'm, I'm like, ah, I think you got the wrong guy. I said, I, I, I can't do that. Yeah, you do more with uh, natural subjects, uh, yeah. people and animals. Yeah, and it, and it was more. I'm like, well, let, I said. I, then I said to them, I said, look, if if you guys don't mind, get a. I trust you to find maybe a group of Vietnam veterans who were in country, and wouldn't mind coming to talk in the, to me in the studio. Because I need to know what's important to them before mm-hmm. I can decide. Yep. And so this was uh, done in conjunction as a fundraiser for the uh, Vietnam Veterans Wall Replica, which is uh, mostly constructed, mostly finished right now. It's in the Bicentennial Park in Fall River. It's a half mile from the Battleship Cove. And it's a 360-foot permanent replica of the wall in D.C. Uh, it's, in fact, it's an 80% replica. Um, I think it's pretty amazing, but you've been a very important part of fundraising for this. And first of all, I thank you for that. My own brother served in Vietnam. He spent a year there. He was an MP in Saigon. Wow. And he doesn't talk about a lot of it, but he saw death and he saw a lot of nasty stuff. Yeah. Um, And I know that uh, meeting with these Vietnam veterans uh, in your studio uh, primarily really, you know, affected you as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? And is it okay to talk about uh, what you decided to do um, after your initial piece? Sure. Um, if you pay attention to anybody in life, you can't not be affected. Meaning if you listen to what's going on in somebody's life and care about it. And then couple that with the Vietnam veterans and their stories and what they've had to deal with and what they've lived with and what they're still living with. It's heavy. Still living. Yeah. Still living with it. Yeah, they're still living. And and it's heavy. So um, as they started to share things with me about their time over there, what happened over there, what they felt, what they felt when they came back, you started to realize how important this project was to them. And I I know the wall is important, and that's the most important thing to Mm -hmm. get up. But even this painting, even a small part that my painting is doing, was very important. I didn't sure want to is. drop the ball on this. I didn't yep. want to let these guys down. Yep. So that's how I, I was initially uh, baptized into this project. And then once I had them visit the studio, 
it was um, I was all in. Yeah. Now you went to school locally, didn't you? UMass Dartmouth. You went to UMass Dartmouth. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, and especially students, if you're thinking of pursuing a career, uh, you can get a good education at UMass Dartmouth. So, Brian, you went to UMass Dartmouth. Now, did you major in art? When I you did. Went there? It was SMU at the time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it was SMTI before that. Yeah, I remember so, hearing about that. Yeah. So you're not as old as you think. <laughs> Thanks. But what you've done to help raise funds for the Vietnam Memorial Wall is, has been amazing, and we thank you for that as well. Listen, it's an honor to be included in this, and, and it's fun to paint football and Tom Brady throwing the ball, but this is a different level. Yes, it is. And have you ever thought about expanding on that series at all? Is that anything that you've considered? Yeah, after doing the project and after seeing um, all the ideas that could have come to fruition as far as the image that we ultimately decided on was was four soldiers in the jungle. But there are so many aspects to this war um, that I, I took it upon myself to ask the guys, say, hey, look, I know you don't you're not asking me to do any more paintings, but I want to do more paintings for the series. Mm-hmm. And because I want to continue to tell your story through the narrative of art, because I think it can affect people like a history book. And if I can get a painting to get someone to stop and pay attention to what these guys went through and lived through, I think we, we all would win. Not, not to focus a huge amount on my brother, but my brother experienced a significant exposure to explosions when he was in Vietnam. So today he has a 30% disability. He has an extreme hearing loss, and wow. even hearing aids don't help him a lot. No kidding. Well, he was almost killed by a grenade as well. Somebody threw a grenade into... He was in a Jeep. He was a passenger in a Jeep, and uh, there were four people, and uh, the grenade got thrown into the Jeep, and f- three of them made it out, and the officer, the lieutenant in the back, didn't, and he was killed. Uh, so he saw a lot of nasty stuff. And Brian, I, I knew um, uh, because you and I uh, talked from time to time that you were expanding the Vietnam series, but I just didn't know if it was okay to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That. <laughs> yeah, no. So what I did was I took it upon myself to try to sponsor it. So I put together a marketing program, and people, potential, uh, potential investors, are coming to the studio to view all these paintings. And the paintings are large, I mean, they're massive pieces. What size are they, roughly? Uh, one of them is four by seven feet, you know, so it's, mm. it's, you know, other ones are, I think it's five by five feet. They're big pieces, so they're not little things that are going to get done quickly, but, um, I want to turn over all the money raised from the prints from these paintings back to the veterans again. Yeah. So that's my purpose behind it. That's phenomenal. We've just recently celebrated this past week, um, Veterans Day and the mm-hmm. day before that on November 10th, we celebrated the 245th anniversary of the Marine Corps birthday. So wow. yep. Peter and I said happy birthday. We didn't celebrate this year. And I'd like to mention that if anybody would like to contribute and help support this Vietnam Veterans Wall, which still needs to raise funds, you can get in touch with uh, VietnamMemorialWall.org, and that's a good place to start. If you can't figure out where to get in touch, call our office anytime. Call Pete, call myself at 508 998 8858. We'll be happy to turn you in the right direction. Brian, but, what's what's the uh, website for your uh, studios and your work? It's brianfoxstudios.com. Okay. And then on Instagram, it's artistbrianfox, at artistbrianfox. Um, just check out some of his work. I mean, just looking at some of your sketches that you do and, you know, 
in your spare time is incredible. Never mind the completed projects or the things that get to the <laughs> completion. So thank ch- you. Check it out. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, and we were just talking about, you've been commissioned by a lot of famous athletes and musicians. Uh, I remember seeing on Tom Brady's Instagram, maybe like a year ago, uh, him carrying his young daughter over his shoulder right after he had won. Oh, which Super Bowl was it? I don't remember. (laughs) So many. (laughs) Uh, But he had that um, on his desk. He had a small scaled down version that was right on his desk. And he was very proud of that. And I thought, wow, that's that's, you know, high praise for the best athlete of all time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so we're, we're talking this morning with Brian Fox from Brian Fox Studios. He's just an incredible, amazing artist. And it's important to visit the gallery, the Riverside uh, Art Gallery in Somerset, or Brian's studio in Fall River. You know, Brian, one of the things that we like to do on the show, or at least I do, is look for quotations that I think are somewhat relevant to what we're talking about. So I'm going to give a quotation. This may sound a little funny from Richard M. Nixon. And he said, no event in American history is more understood, misunderstood, excuse me, than the Vietnam War. It was misreported then, and it's misremembered now. Wow. Powerful quotation from Richard Nixon. And as always, we do a lot of research on whoever's coming on before we do our radio show. So we dug deep, and we found <laughs> all kinds of information. I didn't realize quite how famous you were. I knew how amazing your work was and that you were known across the country, but... You were uh, flown to Hollywood to do um, a, a, a presentation to Steven Tyler on a work that he commissioned you for. Um, so explain who Steven Tyler is. Steven Tyler, I think most people, especially in this area, they better know who Steven Tyler is. <laughs> but not everybody <laughs> the, does. The lead singer of Aerosmith, Boston-based band. Right. Uh, so, Brian, you went to um, a Grammy Awards viewing party in Hollywood, uh, and you had a bunch of your work... Uh, bought, including by a lot of famous people like Sharon Stone, Alice Cooper, and other celebrities, and they raised, you raised $440,000 from the sale of your paintings to Steven Tyler's Janie's Fund, um, which is uh, an organization that helps uh, young abused uh, girls. Yeah, great organization. So... Uh, just another, you know, powerful thing that you've done for our community and our our country. Thank you. Don't you think it's nice to have a purpose in life before, besides just what you do for a daily living? Yeah, it makes, it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And I'm going to probably butcher the quote, but Picasso said, um, you know, the goal in life is to find your talent. Yeah. The, the purpose in life is to give it away. Interesting. Very I just interesting. read an article a week ago that they think that um, the reason Picasso went crazy and cut off his ear... Oh, that's Van Gogh. Oh, Van Gogh. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was Van Gogh. Yeah, sorry. I I butchered that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was Van Gogh. Um, They they said it was from... He was an alcoholic, and not many people, I guess, realized that. And he had to go to the hospital for some illness, and because he couldn't get his alcohol in the hospital... He uh, his body broke down and he you know lost it mentally. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's had a, he has a he had a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry I think for... I think Brian seems very grounded, and you've also uh, are supporting some very important causes. And these are causes and charities, ladies and gentlemen, that you can support as well. So if you want to do something to help support the Vietnam Memorial Wall in Fall River, and by the way, it's expected that around May 15th, middle of May of next year, they'll have the formal dedicating dedication and grand opening. Hmm. Uh, Brian, you're going to be there? Yeah, my studio's right across the street. 
Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. Um, I'm gonna be there too. That'd be great. Yep. And I'm pleased for the small amount that we've been able to do to support it. If you'd like to see um, some samples of work that Brian has done, you can visit our office also, ladies and gentlemen. We'd be happy to show that to you. Yeah, I have a bunch in my office as well. Um, you've also done a lot of smaller drawings and sketches. Um, you're, you're very supportive and fond of the military, not just mm-hmm. Vietnam and Vietnam veterans, but I've seen a lot of really great smaller sketches of um, Marines. Yeah. And those are really awesome all, all as well. Um Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if you knew it or not, but we've got four generations of Marines in our family. I was looking at the photos out in yeah. the lobby. I, I started pointing to the uh, the different things, and, and Pete was telling me. Um, my grandfather, yeah. my father, me, and then Pete. Fascinating. So, Yeah, thank you guys for your service. Really. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, one other thing that I'd like to mention that's very near and dear to my heart is um, I'm not sure how many people are listening or fans of or really know a lot about Pearl Jam, but um, they're still one of the, the most popular, largest bands in the world. Um, I've been a fan of them since 1996, uh, so 24 years, and, and no band has touched me at all uh, as is this band ha- has. They've gotten me through the best times and the worst times of my life uh, with their um, amazing songs and, and, and poetry in their songs. Uh, so the lead gu- guitarist is Mike McCready, mm. and he's a phenomenal, highly underrated guitarist. Yep. And you did a, a large um, uh, painting of Mike. Mike happened to get a hold of it and asked if you could change his T-shirt to, say, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. The, um, they, well, going back a couple years ago... Uh, one of Mike's connections who I happened to meet through just someone else I knew. They gave me tickets to the Fenway Park Pearl Jam show. I was there. Yeah, Amazing. Great shows. <laughs> so I said, you know, that was very kind of them to do that. I reached back out and I said, this was a couple of years ago. I said, eventually I want to do something for you guys in return. I know he has Crohn's and colitis. My grandmother had Crohn's and colitis. I said, I want to help out. About two years later, I finally do this painting that uh, I said, hey, look, I got a painting, but you guys can use it to help. If you're going to use it for charity, you guys can do it. So uh, they said, yeah, we'd love to. And I changed the T-shirt to, to you know, for the, put the Crohn's and Colitis logo on it because they raise a lot of money for, for that uh, foundation. Mm. So what we did was we did a limited edition print, very much like the Forgotten Heroes Vietnam painting. Okay. And they sold 100 of them for 250 bucks, and I think they sold out in a day. And Mike signed them, I signed them, and, and, and it, but it went towards a great cause. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Tell me about how you work personally. Do you have certain hours or certain yeah. days that you work? Do you work like from two o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the morning? Or, uh, or it's all over the place. It's okay. crazy, um, you know, because I have a family, I have wife and kids, and I'm taking you know the ki- the kids are you know teenagers now, but I've been around Mister. I've been Mister. Mom for many years while my wife worked, and now she's home, and I'm the sole provider. So my schedule changes drastically from day to day. It's never. The same. I can work in the morning. I can work in the evening. It it all depends. Which when is, inspiration hits. No, 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 no. Definitely not Just when inspiration. When you hits. have the time, you work when you got to work. And <laughs> you have to be disciplined. Yeah. It, there's a there's another great quote. It's uh, <laughs> by a guy by the name of Chuck Close. He goes, "Inspirations for amateurs and professionals show up and work." So yes. you got to yep. show up and work. And um, so I will work a lot. And then you're out marketing. And then I have to go to these events. Everybody thinks it's like, oh, you're at a football game in the luxury suites, or you're out with Steven Tyler. And yeah, I am, but. Nobody's home painting when I'm out doing these things. That's so I true. still got to come home and paint. There's no vacation time. 
there's no sick time, no paid sick time, no paid, you know. So it's 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 who knows when it, when the hours are. So yeah, I'm just taking a, a go ahead. Just taking a really quick step back, that Crohn's and Colitis Foundation that Mike McCready is um, a part of, and, and it's it's important to him, uh, that what you have done has raised quite a bit of money and awareness for mm-hmm. that as well. Um, one of my best friends, and he's truly like a brother to me, his wife has uh, Crohn's, and it's really a lot worse than people can ever oh, imagine. Yeah. She's had multiple surgeries. Yep. She's in constant pain. Um, so it's a serious thing, and, and it's just, again, another really great thing that you're doing. And then really quick, I know you want to say something, Dad, but I first learned about you um, through a Pearl Jam piece that you did. Really? Um, we used to record at the Fun 107 WBSM Studios. Yeah. The station manager is a huge Pearl Jam fan. And I went into his office one day after recording a show, and he had this giant Eddie Vedder print <laughs> holding a ukulele from the Boston show. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God, what is that? I have to have it. And he told me, you know, that's by Brian Fox, and, you know, I'm not sure if you can get it anymore. And um, my father was with me. This was right before Christmas. Christmas morning, he comes over after, you know, my kids all open up their presents, and he came over with something. I open it up, and I was moved to tears. It was wow. the best Christmas gift I've ever really? received. Yeah, I arranged for the station manager to help me get a copy. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was over 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah, because I only made a few of them. And the, the, that was the only reason that came. I didn't even know people found it. So yeah. meaning like Pearl Jam fans. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the reason that came about was um, Kevin Euclid, who's married to Tom Brady's sister, Julie, yeah. who I've gotten friendly with. And, and so Kevin said, hey, look, I'm friends with Eddie Vedder. I know you paint for Tom and Giselle and you do all this stuff for Mr. Kraft. And I need something special for Eddie. He's a, he's a friend, and he brought me up on stage one time in Mexico City. And can you do something for me? I want to give it to Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Vedder. I said, okay. So I came up with this sketch and this drawing. That's what it's based on. That's why it's Eddie's holding the uke because he does play a ukulele. I put him in ukulele's stance. Yep. And, it, you know, it's just with a play on With the Red Sox it. jersey on. Red Sox jersey, and I put him at Fenway. This was – but the – I, I drew that prior to them ever playing at Fenway. Oh, my God, and I didn't know that. It, it, that's not a real show. So it's it was really a gift for Eddie, uh, but I just made this up. Because at the show, all of a sudden, Eddie Vedder, who, as you said, plays the ukulele at a, every show. He plays a, a song or two, and all of a sudden... He, uh, at the end of one song, said, hey, can I get a uke? Can I get a uke? And all of a sudden, Eucalyptus came out onto the stage, yeah. and the crowd went nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's, that's, that was what it was based on. It was just Kevin had asked me to do a special gift for Eddie Vedder. And um, I'm like, okay, this is how. And then people were like, hey, is that a real? I, I find out later that the Pearl Jam fans find this thing, and they're like, was it a real show? Is it a gig poster? Is it this? I'm like, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know you guys knew it existed. I only made a handful of That's them. That's how crazy we are about Pearl Jam. I didn't I, you, listen. Let's talk, talk about baptism by fire with these guys. I'm like, these guys are ravenous fans. I didn't realize how crazy they were. And then yep. we turned it into an addition. And you know, well, to it. wrap it up, I'll let you know that it sits proudly in my living room, hung uh, <laughs> on one of only you know sur- small area that we have, because my wife thinks it's so great and such a great piece well, of work that, that well, she that, approves. That means a lot. Because if it made it into the living room and out of the man cave, that's a, that's a good thing. No, it's she the approves. living room. <laughs> well, we're talking with Brian Fox this morning. He's a, an artist extraordinaire. I want to give you a couple of quick quotations. You've heard of James Whistler. Oh, yeah. Whistler's mother. Yep. He said, an artist is not paid for his labor, but for his vision. Hmm. So I like that quotation. That's a great one. And I'll, in fact, I'll give that to you. you can yeah, thanks. Use it someday. I will. But... Um, it's it's really important work that you do. Uh, it's tremendously beautiful work that you do. 
Uh, it's work that's going to last for many, many generations. Um, and I dare say you might be in a museum at some point if you're not already. Uh, it, it's your living, but more than anything, it's it's obviously your passion and what you're doing with it in terms of raising all these funds for all these different charities and, and wonderful things is, is what's really going to be your legacy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, years ago, I, you know, many years ago, I slept in a, I lived in a shed on a floor, you know, and I traded my drawings for food. So to be in this position, is very humbling. Um, and with this Forgotten Heroes project, if, if there's anybody who does want to sponsor this project, the, the next five or six paintings, you know, how would they, they reach that? out to? They can reach out through my website, but there's a Forgotten Heroes. Um, I got to check with my manager on the exact information. But if they reach out to my, through my studio, I can put them in touch with sponsoring this project. All right. So right now it could be www.brianfoxstudios.com. Correct. Or you could do Instagram, which is at artist Brian Fox. Either one is great. Okay. Yeah. Well, I personally thank you for, for being here. Um, and I thank you for your work, especially with the Vietnam Forgotten Heroes series. That's, I've always been very patriotic and very sympathetic, and I can't understand what they went through, but what you're doing is, is phenomenal. And again, I, uh, my wallet doesn't thank you because yeah. I have to buy everything that you do, basically. <laughs> but, my uh, wife and kids appreciate it. Just just tell Eddie hello the next time yeah, you yeah, see yeah. him. Even that will just make my world, make my, my dream come true. Hilo? Eddie, hello. Oh, hello. I thought you said hi-lo. Okay. One last quotation yeah. for you, uh, Brian, Brian Fox, from Edward Degas. Painting is easy when you don't know how, but very difficult <laughs> when you do. <laughs> That's so true. I've burned and blowtorched paintings because they haven't come <laughs> out good. It, oh, yeah. I worked on them for a year. It was a six-foot painting of Eddie Vedder. Didn't like it. And I, I just just kept reworking it. And to that, po- that quote you just said, I blowtorched it. Mm. I just, I couldn't take it. It's just torture. Yeah. Probably have people crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's amazing what you do. The, the work that you do is to create uh, beautiful art. But most importantly, you're also supporting some wonderful causes. And we, we thank you for that. We, every veteran thanks you. Every Vietnam veteran thanks you as well. I appreciate and it. We certainly it means thank a lot. You. We appreciate you being here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want more information, uh, you can visit his studio, uh, 1082 Duval Street, Fall River. You can call at 774-365-6976, or you can visit the website. And I guess you can actually purchase things on the website. You have a store on the website? Yeah, after 10 years, my manager barking at me, I finally got a store on my website. <laughs> <laughs> So you can visit the website at www.brianfoxstudios.com and wonderful way to buy something for Christmas and to support some good causes at the same time. So, Brian, we thank you very much for being here and keep up the great work. Thanks for having me, guys. This was great. Thank you, Brian. We'll be back in just a minute with a second exciting half of our show. Stay tuned. Welcome back to our Money Wise show, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing a different show today. We were pleased to talk with Brian Fox during the first part of the show, and now we're going to be talking with some other people who make waves and and do some interesting things and put color on canvas or color in their hair and things of that nature. So I'd like to begin by saying a, a strong welcome to Cheryl Marciano, who's the office manager and runs Lance Family Insurance Agency, and Deborah Landry, Deb Landry, 
who's in charge of commercial lines for Lance Family Insurance Agency. I think at this point you could have just introduced Cheryl as the chicken lady and everyone would know. Yeah, (laughs) Cheryl is the chicken lady. Happy Sunday morning, everyone. And if you haven't already noticed, um, Pete is here also, Pete Lance. So did you feel the earth move this past week? Under my feet. I did, Ray. Isn't that amazing? I know. The earthquake that we had, holy cow. I don't think anybody around here did not experience the earthquake. Mm -hmm. It's the loudest explosion I've ever heard outside of the military. The whole house shook. And I said, what the something? And I went running out of the house. I thought the house next door had exploded. It was that loud and that fierce. But I think my um, neighbor had some tacos the night before. The <laughs> next, the next thing I thought was, "Holy cow! I wonder, I wonder, Deb, if I have earthquake insurance on my homeowner's policy." Mm-hmm. But who knows? But anyways, welcome, Deb. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Ray. Deb, Glad to f- be here. Deb, this is the first time we've had you on the radio. Um, you are a commercial insurance expert, and could you tell us a little bit about your background and your experience with uh, commercial insurance? Well, I have 40-plus years in the field, in the business. I started out working ten. for a large insurance carrier. You must have started when you were 10 years old. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to give that away, Ray. <laughs> Ray, you know uh, better. It's been many years, so I've done both personal lines Commercial lines insurance claims, sales, service. Underwriting. Underwriting. Yep. Yes, pretty much everything. So both personal and commercial lines. So let's let's ask the quick question, what is commercial lines? What's commercial insurance compared to personal insurance? Well, commercial insurance is for, obviously, businesses. Businesses, okay. Commercial buildings, um, that type of thing. And do you recommend that if somebody has a business policy that they review it periodically? Maybe they could do better? I should do that once a year, every year, upon renewal at least. So I wonder how many business people, business owners listening today have ever even thought of reviewing their business insurance. Probably not many. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to (laughs) say probably not, but it depends, though. It depends on the the business and and the person. And the people that have had you review them have been very surprised with what you've been able to do and help them out with and, and offer the savings that you've been definitely, able to. Definitely. Definitely have been. So I, I look at you both and I tell you I am so grateful to have both of you not only sitting across from me right now, but also to be in the office. And I mean that very sincerely. Um, Cheryl is phenomenal at what she does with the personal line. She's passionate about it. And I mean truly more passionate about that than anybody in any other position I've ever seen. Uh, And Deb, I'm so grateful that you don't really have the passion for the personal lines, but you have a great passion um, for commercials. So um, it's absolutely wonderful to have the two of you as a team working side by side. Well well said, well said. And here's an interesting note. So I worked with Deb several years ago. That's how we met uh, in the Taunton area. And uh, we just clicked. It was a a mutual... um, respect and uh, and and we just really liked each other so I just want to let everyone out there know that Deb was retired and I single-handedly dragged her out of retirement uh, to come here and be part of the Lance family insurance agency and uh, I have to say that uh, she is amazing she's a great addition and uh, and she missed me <laughs> I did, Cheryl. Very much so. 
So if if if, if Cheryl is the chicken lady, and we've had the Uh-oh. chicken lady before. <laughs> we have to think of something appropriate for you, Deb. Bird lady. She likes to watch birds. So I maybe do. We... Did, yeah. did I you love notice, birds. Did I you love backyard birds. The day that we had the earthquake uh, a week ago on Sunday morning, nine ten a.m. I didn't feel it. You didn't in Fall River. Oh, okay. I was wondering if, the, if you noticed any unusual bird activities. I had something really funny happen right outside my bedroom window at eight a.m. that morning. Uh, we've got crows out there, and the crows periodically, you know, scream at each other and so forth. Number one, they came really close to the house this time. And number two, I've never heard them so loud. And they went on and on and on and on. And I said, what's going on with the crows? And I wonder if they knew that this earthquake was coming. Wouldn't be surprised at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. They're very smart. And they sense it. I believe all animals are better at sensing it than us. Right. Um, I know a couple of my friends said that their, their animals had behaved strangely that morning. Yeah. It's, I'd like to hear more stories about that if anybody has something to report. Mm-hmm. The other thing I noticed is I went down and looked at the water in the afternoon, the ocean. Uh, we were able to walk to it. And it was about 3.30 in the afternoon, well after the earthquake event. But um, the water was as flat as I've ever seen it in all my years of living in the South Coast area. Mm-hmm. I could look all the way out to the Elizabeth Islands, and it was like a glass pond. And then when I looked in the other direction towards Cuddyhunk, it was like a glass pond. There wasn't a wave, a ripple, or anything. And I was wondering, I need to do some research on this to see if the shock wave might have done something to, like, upset the whole wave pattern or, or mm-hmm. eliminate the wave pattern and make it, you know, maybe there's time for it to come back again. Exactly. Yes. I, I think that's exactly what happens after the initial quake. So let me ask a question. Um, do most people carry earthquake insurance? I'm so glad you asked me that, Ray. <laughs> so we have, uh, uh, before we go into that, uh, we have the dynamic duo of the chicken lady and the bird gal. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we should like start it. a comic strip series on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we can ask no, no, Brian no. Fox to do you, a picture of us. You interrupted my question. I, wanted to <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> but most I, people I wanted have to get that insurance. out. But actually... <laughs> You got, uh, Cheryl, you got a text from somebody right after the earthquake. <laughs> I did. So, um, ironically enough, I was not in the area. I was up in the Boston area when we were notified about the earthquake. And uh, and I, cu- I couldn't get over it. And it, there was a gentleman, actually, where we were at, uh, who lives right in Bliss Corner. So, um, all of a sudden, I get a text. And it was from one of our customers. And he says, hey, Cheryl, I really want you to look into that earthquake insurance for me now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to text him, Too thinking late. maybe he had damage, but uh, no, he was just, he said, just trying to bring a smile. So um, what a standard homeowner's policy in the New England region and most regions do not carry um, earthquake coverage unless you ask for it. It's an endorsement on a personal lines uh, policy. Um, all, um, having said that, mm-hmm. if you live in a seismic um, county, town, state, California, Arizona, uh, different places like that. Some places it is mandated mm-hmm. by the mortgage company, um, and it's not just an endorsement. It's actually almost um, like a flood policy. It's a completely separate policy okay. uh, for those areas. Um, but I'm actually looking into it. I got several phone calls, someone inquiring how much would it cost to add that endorsement because sure. – 2020 has been surprising for everyone. Yes, it has. 
So I found out there's many different stipulations. It, it uh, depends on the square footage of your home, the cost, where you're located, um, and what building material that the structure is made of. Mm. It is more expensive for cement concrete buildings. Because they crack. Because they crack than it is for other materials, including wood. Um, so oh, I'm actually you're going for a bunch of customers getting an idea of how much more their insurance is to actually add that coverage. And it does uh, pay for um, if the entire home was ruined because of the earthquake, structural damage, as well as personal property inside, as well as you have that loss of use that if you carry earthquake, they would pay for you to go live somewhere else. I imagine, the, I imagine the building codes must be a lot different today than they were 20, 30, 40 years ago to make sure that people are building more safely for earthquake. Well, we have what's called um, ordinance of law that's added into personal policies, okay. which I highly recommend for people with coastal properties. And basically what that is, if you carry that endorsement, if you live uh, in Fairhaven, for instance, uh, say it's going to get Neck Road, and your home is destroyed completely from a storm, the town will mandate you to rebuild your home on stilts. So that happened on Wilbur's Point in Fairhaven. Yeah, I've heard that I think that a lot of those homes are now on stilts. So that ordinance of law would give you an additional 25% of your total claim of your dwelling A to... Um, build per the ordinance of whatever community you live in. Hmm. So that's... Okay. Well, that's good to know. Now, one of the things that you do sometimes is you talk to me about how you've been able to save money for people during the course of the week, and it's really pretty impressive. Uh, the quote that you just put together, you said it was an old friend who reached out to you on a Friday night. Do you well, do business on a Friday night? I do. Well, it's it's actually kind of funny. Cheryl came up with this on her own. You do a lot of quotes on the radio show. Cheryl does a lot, and Deb does a lot of insurance quotes. Mm -hmm. And so Cheryl on her own decided that she's going to come up with the quote of the week. Mm -hmm. And that means the person that she saved the most money that week. Okay, yeah. so tell us about your insurance quote, and I'll tell you my insurance quote. Okay. Uh, so this was an old friend from uh, that I, well, I was her agent many, many, many moons ago, say. Uh, but anyway, she gave me a call. She, she said, you know, I just figured, uh, are you still in insurance? And I said, yeah, still do where I was working. And so she emailed me a copy, and uh, she actually had two policies. So my first question was, y'all live in the same house, right? Everybody, you know, the same owner, the father and the mom were on all the cars. And I'm like, why do you have two policies? She goes, I don't really know. <laughs> so can, um, can you combine policies so in I, that case? I, in this instance, yes, because all of the registrations complied. Everyone lived in the same home. So instead of having uh, two policies with three people on it and one had three cars and one had one car, it's one policy, three drivers, four cars. Uh, but I was blown away, and so was this friend, um, because her total, she was paying over $5,000 for two policies. Okay, that sounds and like a lot. And one of the policies had lower liabilities. By combining it, they got more coverage, and I saved them. Are you ready? I'm ready. $2,100. Holy cow. In savings. Well, hopefully she's going to take you out for a drink or a dinner when she can. <laughs> yeah, when COVID's over. 
<laughs> well, that's pretty remarkable. But, you know, I wonder how many people listening right now might have gone out and bought a new car and, well, they go and they get a new policy. And mm-hmm. then somebody else in the family gets a new car and they go out and they get a new policy. Mm-hmm. And maybe their agent doesn't think to tell them to combine them. Mm-hmm. So. Or they live it, you know, it's maybe it's your adult child that's back at home or what have you, um, and they, you just maintain two separate policies. Listen, I've had married people maintain two separate policies, and, and I, I didn't know why. Maybe they and had a prenuptial agreement. It was agreement. the way it w- always had been, you know what I mean? Yeah, they probably had a prenuptial agreement. I, well, and that's possible, <laughs> but I mean, when I tell them the savings by, you know, going and combining it. And, you you know, if it's, if it's a matter of discussing, okay, well, you know, you got three kids, two adults, and I want to know, Pete's situation, I want to know how much my son's car costs. Okay, so let me interrupt for a second. We let, figure that out. Let me get a word in sideways. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if somebody would like to have their policy or policies reviewed, what should they do? Uh, email us at either Cheryl at LanceFIA.com or Deb at LanceFIA.com. You can call us as well. But if you just email us a copy of your current policy, we'll review it. And I will be honest, folks, I've only had three people, but I will tell you the truth, that they had a great policy. I said, keep it unless you have an issue with the agent or or being contacted, or what, or something like that. Yep. If it's what, a great policy, I tell them. What number should they call you at? Uh, 774-992-0789. And Cheryl is Cheryl with an S-H, not oh, a yes. C-H. S-H. And Cheryl is unlike any employee that I've ever seen or had. And she will text me, you know, Friday night at 8 o'clock. I just spoke to so-and-so, and I wrote them a brand-new policy and saved them X amount of money. Or, you know, she'll, she'll text me or call me on a Sunday afternoon yeah. and say, I just spoke to two different people and wrote two new policies today. I mean, she's out of the office, and she's she's doing this. And well, that's that's great information about that insurance quote. So now I'm going to give you my yes. insurance oh, quote. Oh, yeah. What's your story? And Cheryl also has her cell phone on her business card and Deb does as well so people actually text her and call her at all hours and days of the week so here's my insurance quote ready ready Deb Cheryl this is from Woody Allen (laughs) it says there are worse things in life than death have you ever spent an evening with an insurance salesman (laughs) (laughs) think about that one yes That's good. That's before they knew me because I don't know about you, but like I have customers who before COVID would just come to visit to hang out. Yeah, I would believe that. (laughs) And don't forget about rental insurance. And if you have a rental insurance policy, can you combine that sometimes with a car insurance policy? Is that a possibility? Absolutely. Different companies are offering so many different perks. Uh, I just want to warn people. We did a show about how much money is spent on advertising by the very large companies. Oh, yeah. We talked about that, you and I, a few months ago. Yeah, I know. One of them begins with a G, and yeah. they spend what's over a billion, billion dollars over a billion dollars a year in and, advertising. Um, Holy cow. That doesn't go in your pocket. Especially for young people. They just have to be safe. And, and that's another thing. If you do go online and you get one of these policies, please, please feel free to let me review it because if that is the option that you want, I will tell you whether or not you li- You should up your liability. Most of these young kids out there, because it's hard to get a first insurance policy, 
and they do the 2040 liability, and uh, it's just not enough coverage, right? Okay. Well, that's a huge point is that some of these savings, quote unquote, are not true savings because the coverages are so much lower than what you had before, and they're not doing a a good service by you. Um, The other thing I'll mention with these internet-based insurance companies, um, Arthur Glassman, fairly well-known, very honest, great mechanic in the North End. He said about a year ago he will no longer work with anyone who has an internet-based insurance company if they go to him for repairs for an accident because these pl- these places uh, nickel and dime him. They tie his hands. They require, you know, you get these Chinese parts instead of OEM, mm-hmm. original parts. Um, and then they will only allow him to charge X amount of dollars per hour, which is less than what he normally gets. Mm-hmm. So he's flat out saying, I will not work with you if you have one of these internet-based insurance companies. Right. Let's switch over. Let's switch over and ask a couple of questions about commercial insurance for a minute. Now, I know commercial insurance is basically for business, and uh, Deb uh, Landry, who is working with us now, has a lot of experience. So here's some questions I wanted to ask. If you have a commercial auto policy, do you have to have commercial plates? It depends, Ray. Um, There are certain rules that we have to abide by. In Massachusetts, the weight of the vehicle has to be 6,000 pounds or more. Okay, to and get a commercial. So you need a commercial plate. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are also additional criteria if they have five wheels, um, if they have business lettering. Five wheels? Yeah. Yeah. Five or more wheels. How can, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> five or more. Five I should say. I'm trying to think of a five-wheel vehicle. I've <laughs> never seen one. <laughs> So you mean like six wheels or something? Five yeah. or more wheels. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Um, if they have business lettering, if is it a plow, are there things attached that would carry cargo? But it has to be 6,000 pounds to begin with? Yes. Okay, as a minimum. And or. And or these additional criteria. If it's like, say, it's a van and okay. they have those, um, the things that carry ladders on the outside of the vehicle, mm-hmm. then that would mandate a commercial plate. Yeah, you know they have these farmers commercials on uh, television, mm-hmm. and uh, have you ever seen a situation a claim where uh, a ladder has fallen off of a truck? And oh yes, really yes. interesting. Yeah. I always think about that when it's I'm driving scary. behind a vehicle Very and has a ladder scary. on the roof. I think, holy cow, what if that comes off the the roof? And I try yeah. to stay away from that. Definitely. Yeah. Very scary situation. How about bird strikes? Have you ever had bird strikes? (laughs) No, not personally. (laughs) Thank God. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Sully. Okay. Or Sully. Not Sully. Land in the plane. Yeah, that was a great movie. I just watched watched that again just recently. Wasn't it good? Yeah. Super movie. Terrific. Have you seen the movie Sully, Pete? I have. It's been a while, but. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, So I I know certain kinds of business insurance, we have some of them here for our businesses. Liability insurance is one. If you don't have liability insurance as a business, often you can't borrow money. Mm-hmm. Banks want to make right. sure, lenders want to make sure that you've got liability coverage in case somebody gets injured on your property and sues you. They want to know you've got coverage for that. What do you recommend for an amount to size, like a million dollar minimum or something oh, like that? Oh, definitely a minimum of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Premises liability. And sort of a specialty insurance, uh, we haven't rehearsed this, so if you don't know, it's okay. Have you ever been involved in uh, directors and officers liability insurance? I've written some policies for mm. directors and officers. That's highly recommended as well. I sit on a board of directors for a timeshare condominium. Yes. And um, we have a fairly large annual budget. It's like $8 million. And um, one of the things that I requested when I first got on the board is, 
show me what we have for directors and officers liability insurance mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I don't want to do something or have the management company do something and I end up getting sued. I want to know that this coverage. So they carry exactly. a, a mil minimum of $5 million of directors wow. and officers Very insurance. Good. Yep. And if you pay insurance, if you're a business and you pay insurance premiums, um, I know the answer to this one. Is this a deductible business expense? For the most part, yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's, it's a proper business expense. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would also recommend that you talk to your tax professional. Mm -hmm. But, yes, generally it's definitely tax deductible. Um, right. You can use IRS Form 1040 or IRS Publication 535. You can refer to those okay. for your tax deduction. And I assume most business people know that whether you're incorporated or you're an LLC or you're a sole proprietorship, it doesn't matter what form you operate in. If you have employees, you have to have workers' comp insurance. Yes. Correct. But in the state of Massachusetts, one or more employees, it's required. Okay. Including the owner? Including the owner. The owner can also, if it's an officer, it's a corporation, mm -hmm. they can also choose to exclude themselves. Why they would do that, I really don't know, because <clears throat> in my <laughs> estimation, it's not a good idea. No. But you can choose to exclude yourself as an officer. You have to file a Form 153 with the state. It has to be approved. And then you can apply yeah. for the coverage and have yourself excluded. Again, sure I don't recommend do that. that. Right. No. No, it's not a good idea. <laughs> so there's lots of different kinds of um, insurance to protect business. I, uh, I know on the law firm, um, attorney Mike Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance, they do carry professional liability right. insurance so that if they make a mistake and somebody sues them, they've got insurance coverage, yeah. usually with a fairly large deductible like $5,000 or something like yes. that. And that would keep the cost down too, wouldn't it? Yes, Definitely. But anybody that's in a profession, accounting, medical. Any kind of profession. Hairdressers, hairdressers. carry it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nail salons, any, anybody. In fact, I think hairdressers any are very of. strict in terms of what they have to carry. You know, I mean, if you put the wrong color in somebody's hair, yes. you're going to get sued. <laughs> yes. <laughs> somebody's hair could fall out, keratin treatments yeah. and that's different a, things, that's straighteners. Thought, yeah. and so you have to have wig insurance then. Wig insurance. <laughs> But uh, certainly if you own property as a business, you've got to carry mm -hmm. regular property insurance in case you yes. have a casualty and it mm -hmm. burns or something of that nature. And, and I want to mention, right, so um, a lot of um, small businesses, you know, the local carpenter, the painter, the plumber, the electrician, um, they, they should be carrying uh, general liability and their own insurance. So just for the regular homeowner out there, when you hire a roof guy, a plumber, an electrician, or any major work, you uh, are in your rights to require them to give you a certificate of insurance that that person gets from their insurance agent. Yep. And that covers you if someone on your property doing work for you um, gets injured. So it would not come under your homeowners. It comes under their workers' comp or general liability. Um, and my advice to everyone out there, unless uh, I'm not even going to say that, always require a certificate of insurance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't sure. have somebody work in your house unless they can produce an insurance certificate because otherwise, if they get injured on your property, they can sue and attach your house. Yes. It's 
Hire somebody yes. with proper insurance. And so, speaking of, then this doesn't have anything to do with uh, this type of uh, insurance, but everybody should get a homestead, which uh, yes. one of the law, one of the lawyers at Lance Law can do. It's like $75 or something cheap. And get a homeowner's liability umbrella policy mm-hmm. on your house. It's so yes. cheap. It's just a couple hundred dollars to take mm-hmm. you from 200000 of liability insurance all the way up to a million dollars. I've got it on my house. I recommend it for everybody that comes in the office. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have a lot of time to continue this, unfortunately, but I'd like to, first of all, say a formal welcome to Deb Landry, and thank you for being with us. Thank you, Ray. I'm and glad to be here. We sleep a lot better at night knowing that you're helping to take care of all the business clients that come into the office. And thank you for Cheryl Marciano, Marciano our chicken lady. <laughs> Um, because you both do phenomenal work, and you've got decades of experience. <laughs> can I, can the insurance I, can I, adventures. Can I tell my one? Um, <laughs> Go quickly. My, my one. So everybody knows I have a dog named Hero, right? We we talk about Hero. Ray and I talked about him, and uh, and and I have new chicks. I have new chicks in my in my in my coop. So I have two chickens that have really bad hair, and don't. This isn't offending anyone. They have really bad hair. So one of them is called Donald, and one is called Trump. Um, it's just the name that we gave them. But I have to tell you, Hero. My little hero, yeah, and you know his mom is a veteran. Uh, he's got something with Donald and Trump. He does not like them. So the other day, I found Trump hanging from my grapevine upside down, and had to cut him loose. <laughs> and, then, huh. and then Trump, hero, chased him into the chain link fence, and because of his hair, he got stuck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I. <laughs> I had to take his hair and push it down and pop him back through the chain link fence. So for anyone that's just comical, I just wanted to put so that So ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard another episode of Chicken Sagas. <laughs> yes. Brought to you every week by Cheryl. Stay tuned next week for another chicken joke or chicken I'll story. Have, I'll have a true story. Yeah. <laughs> but we do thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do have fun here. And we help protect you. And we've got a great team of people. About 12 or 13 people are here right now to take care of all your family needs, insurance, your retirement planning, and your legal needs. Give us a call anytime and see what we can do to help you help your family. And I like to call us the one-stop shop for your entire family's needs. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next week.